<laughs> What's going on, gang? What's going down? It's your boy Phantom Fuego, P H A N T M P H U E G O, and you are now tuned into the news, views, previews, and reviews with just a twist of his. Got a point of view. Ooh, ooh, ooh. guys, 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 man, oh man. Some little mini B day vacay, you know. So if you couldn't catch me these past few days, understand the brother was just celebrating life, reflecting, living, man. Um, it was it was beautiful, man. It was a good time. Had to go out of town for a little bit. It was a business trip initially, but you know it manifested into some other things. Um, so that was dope. That was really dope, man. It uh, evolved, I should say, not manifested. It evolved into some other things. Um, that was really dope. Um, so I'm, I'm very appreciative. Shouts to everybody uh, who uh, was down for the excursions, you know, down for the wild rides. It was, it was really dope. Salute to y'all. Um, how's everybody doing out here, man? I hope you guys are having an amazing, amazing, amazing week so far. And I mean that from the bottom of my corazón, you dig me? Hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you guys are getting through what you need to get through. Personally, professionally, financially, spiritually, physically, mentally, socially. Whatever your obstacles, whatever your hurdles are, man. I hope you're getting through them. I hope you're making your way. Because... As uh, much as we don't like to hear it, man, ain't nobody going to make a way for us. We must be saviors of self. We must make a way for self and for kind, especially the the, the leaders. Um, we must make a way not only for ourselves, but for our families, for our communities, uh, for those who look up to us, for those we mentor, for those um, we counsel, for those we support in any way or shape or form. Um, we, we must make a way for them. So kudos to you guys. Much love. Big ups. Uh, high fives for everybody out here making a way. Not just for themselves, but for the fan. It's been an interesting week, man. We're going to jump into some dope stories. Um, <laughs> Amazing things going on in the city. Happy days are here again. Happy days are here again. Um... Yeah, man. Uh, let's talk, man. Let's talk. It's going to be dope. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, gang. Yeah, gang. So something that we didn't talk about last show that I was supposed to jump into. Mike Bites, man. Mike. Motherfreaking Bites, man. Shout to Mike Tyson, man, he got his mic bites off the ground. Um, it's very dope, man. Very dope. Um, he is taking his Mason brand and, uh, you know, the infamous fight where he bit Evela Holyfield on the ear and, uh, making a, uh, I guess you'd say, gummy edible out of that in the shape of ears they're called mic bites um yeah man i think that's a a a very 
ingenious idea. To be honest, I just think it's an ingenious idea. Seriously, I don't think there's anything. I think it's a completely genius marketing. It's genius branding. It's something that actually happened. So why not? You know, just my humble opinion. Just my humble opinion. <clears throat> Just my humble opinion. Yay. Hey, hey. Just my humble opinion. Just my humble opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, according to MaryJane.com, an Alabama law could force women to show negative pregnancy tests before buying medical marijuana. Mm, I don't know if I really like this because there's been so many, uh, so many um, examples of women who've actually needed medical cannabis um, to stop with the the morning sickness to be able to keep food down so the baby will be healthier so they'll be happier they won't be in trauma um there have been a lot of examples of you know light cannabis use being perfectly safe for the baby and actually being beneficial because it allows the mother to get through the pregnancy calmer happier more relaxed which only creates a more tranquil tranquil environment for the baby to grow feel loved, safe, and nurtured, all are amazingly important for the baby's early emotional development, the baby's early mental development, the baby's early psychological development. Even in the womb, these things matter, and the baby can start to incur trauma if the mother is in an un, is in a scattered environment from a scattered state of mind. Um, if the mother is constantly throwing up, if she's constantly in nausea, she constantly feels sick. She can't keep anything down. So her her energy's down. She's she's in an irritable mood. All of these things will affect the baby. And there have been countless examples of women who, whether under doctor supervision or not, have been able to use cannabis. And man, the results speak for themselves. The babies are fine. They were fine. They were able to remove their nausea, their anxiety, their depression in some cases, their postpartum depression in other cases. I mean, there's so many good reasons for cannabis, but I'll leave this alone. I'll leave that alone and I'll go into the article. A new bill championed by Alabama Republicans would deny medical marijuana to women unless they can prove that they're not pregnant. This new bill, sponsored by State Senator Larry Slutz, Stutz, excuse me, would make it illegal for women to between the ages of 25 and 50 to purchase medical cannabis unless they can prove a negative they can provide proof of a negative pregnancy test Mm -mm -mm. this bill would also force any medical patient who gets pregnant to immediately immediately report the news of to her doctor who would be required to block her from acquiring medical pot until she gets birth and even then women who are breastfeeding would be prevented from buying cannabis this is a joke. There's no proof that any of this would affect the baby. Alabama legalized medical marijuana last May for a year after years of debate. As it stands, the state's medical marijuana law is already one of the most restrictive in the country, banning all forms of smokable cannabis and edibles. Yeah, I ain't never going to Alabama. 
<laughs> but despite these limitations, lawmakers are attempting to add even more restrictions to the program before legal dispensaries open next year. Any other medicine, even over-the-counter medicines that you can buy, they all have a warning about pregnancy, Stutz explained during a recent interview on mobile radio station FM Talk 106.5. They all say consult your doctor, consult your pharmacist. Every medicine that we prescribe has different warnings about use in pregnancy or breastfeeding. Stutz bill would not require medical marijuana products to contain labels warning against the risk of prenatal cannabis use, though it would it would require women to actively prove that they are not pregnant and every time each and every time they want to buy their medicine the bill also requires the documentation that the documentation must be dated within 48 hours of purchase before she may purchase any medicinal cannabis except in the capacity as a registered caregiver meaning that women would need to schedule a doctor's appointment immediately before visiting a pharmacy There's plenty of data for the harmful effects of marijuana during pregnancy, Stutz explained in the interview. And I simply felt like we need some guidelines in the bill. What are these? What are the? What what is this? Man, there's no evidence of such a thing. Just lying. I just be making up stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, this is kind of dumb. Anyway, uh... Despite Stutz claims the actual science on prenatal cannabis is inconclusive at best, the article continues, some studies have indeed found that cannabis could increase the risk of miscarriage or premature birth. Older studies have suggested that prenatal pot could increase the risk of autism or birth defects. But more recent research has debunked some of these claims. Several new studies have confirmed that children born to cannabis-using mothers did not have higher rates or birth defects higher rates of birth defects, or any cognitive impairments. Mm -mm -mm. Bills restricting women's rights on their own bodies are becoming increasingly popular in the South, but lawmakers may have trouble enforcing this particular proposal. Emma Roth, staff attorney at the National Advocates for Pregnant Women, NAPW, told Marijuana Moment that the proposed bill would violate women's rights to privacy and equal protection under the 14th Amendment. It's another attempt. It's another it's another attempt to to police pregnancy in the name of the fetus when medical marijuana poses no greater harm other than common exposures during pregnancy. And where would the state's reach end? Would a negative pregnancy test be required to be around smokers, to drink coffee, to work a factory job? All very valid points. In 2018, medical cannabis regulators in Oklahoma proposed a similar rule that would have required women to provide pregnancy results before buying medical marijuana. Several 
Several advocacy groups, including the ACLU, filed legal challenges against the proposed law, again citing its violation of the 14th Amendment. Regulators eventually saw the error of their ways and removed the proposed rule. Mm. Very interesting article, guys. A very interesting article. And I'd like to follow it up with um, these uh, uh, dangers of cannabis use during pregnancy may be overblown. Two studies suggest two recent studies have found no evidence that children born from cannabis consuming mothers show higher rates of consuming Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, compared to children born from mothers who abstained during pregnancy, the first study published last month in the Journal of Maternal and Fetal Knee in the, the Journal of Maternal, Fetal and Neonatal Medicine <clears throat> and conducted by researchers at UCLA's shout to UCLA, man. These motherfuckers is on it. Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology looked at data from California hospitals between 2016 and December 2018. They found an increase in cannabis use among pregnant moms from 6% to 11% after the state began legal recreational weed sales on January 2018. So an increase about 5%. Okay. Despite the five-point increase in weed use among parent pregnant moms, the researchers wrote that they did not find an increase in issues related to just gestational age, NICU admission, or APGAR scores. With babies born from cannabis moms, APGAR scores assess a baby's relative state of health shortly after being born, which rates characteristics such as the baby's appearance, heart rate, breathing rate, and reflexes. The researchers stated that the, they adjusted to the data to account for other risk factors too. The second study published last month in Frontiers in Psychology was conducted by researchers at Columbia University, the State New York Psychiatric Institute, and Swinburne University in Australia. In this study, the researchers performed a literature review of other longitudinal studies regarding cannabis use during pregnancy. In other words, they looked at other studies, then compiled those studies' results to make a new finding. Ah, there you go. After analyzing 1,001 data points among people born from the cannabis-using moms and moms that didn't partake, Frontiers in Psychology concluded, the current evidence does not suggest that prenatal cannabis exposure alone is associated with clinically significant cognitive functioning impairments. This was because cognitive performance scores of cannabis exposed groups overwhelmingly fell within the normal range when compared against normative data adjusted for age and education. In other words, the study found no evidence that cannabis use during pregnancy harmed the child's brain, a common claim made by pot prohibitionists and even some cannabis advocates. Of course, neither of these studies means that pregnant moms should start regularly hitting from a gravity bomb, <laughs> but they do suggest that fears related to cannabis use during pregnancy may be exaggerated or even untrue. Previous studies that claimed cannabis use during pregnancy can harm infants are highly flawed, and more research is needed before any conclusion can be drawn. Mm, 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 mm. And I wanted to just follow this up with one thing. 
Um, so. Make me feel so alive. Make me higher and higher and higher. Ooh. Cool. Shout to Mary Jane for the excellent articles, by the way. So pregnant women and with anxiety or depression more likely to smoke weed. Study finds. And as I was saying this earlier, guys, um, before they had a follow-up with it right here. Um, yeah, pregnant women are more likely to ingest cannabis, guys. And to be honest, I'd rather, I'd much rather a pregnant woman ingest some cannabis. Let go whatever's bothering her. And get back to basics, man. Get back to basics. Get back to it. Get back. You know what I mean? Get back to loving on that baby. Loving on herself. Making herself feel good. Make sure her doctor's appointments are regularly done. Keeping up with her vitamins. Keeping up with her, you know, her healthy eating. Good fruits and vegetables. You know what I mean? If she's doing some yoga or some light, light baby exercise. And keeping up with those things. And all of that take carrying on that intense schedule while growing a life in your stomach takes being in a positive frame of mind it takes that's a lot of self-love a lot of self-love takes work guys and to be in the best frame of mind and get all that done if a little cannabis helps you do that and there is no medical there is no negative effects to the child why would we keep that from women to put them on pills there's a Vice, there's an excellent Vice documentary. They put this woman on all these pills while she was pregnant, man. And she just kept throwing up and throwing up and throwing up and throwing up and getting skinny and skinny and skinny. She finally said effort and started taking bud, even though she knew CPS was going to come down on her. The baby came out good and all that. But of course, they tried to hit her with a case and take the baby. Trash, man. Absolute trash. Just disgusting. Women who are suffering trauma, depression, or anxiety are more likely to use cannabis while they are pregnant. According to a new new study published in JAMA Network Open, last summer, another JAMA study reported that the rate of cannabis use among pregnant women nearly doubled between 2002 and 2017. Other studies have suggested that these expecting mothers are using cannabis to relieve stress, nausea, and pain. But a team of researchers from the from one California's from one of California's largest healthcare companies set out to investigate. Excuse me, guys. Set out to investigate whether mental health also played a role in the cannabis use. Kelly C. Young Wolf, Ph.D., a research scientist at the Kaiser Permanente North California or KPNC for short division of research, launched a new study to determine if pregnant women suffering from trauma or mental health issues were more likely to use pot. To investigate the issue, Young Wolf and her researchers turned to KNPC's integrated healthcare system, which has collected data on hundreds of thousands of pregnancies. Pregnant women who receive prenatal care at KPNC's facilities are asked to self-report any mental health or substance abuse issues on a questionnaire. Doctors also conduct a urine drug test during prenatal screenings, and women who test positive undergo a second test for confirmation. Although some women did not complete the questionnaire or drug test, researchers were still able to acquire data on 196,022 
pregnant women who visited these facilities between 2012 and 2017. So 196,000 women. So almost 200,000 women, guys, is in this study, right? Five-year study. Out of the nearly 2,000 women, 200,000 women, excuse me, only 6% were using cannabis while pregnant, roughly 11,681. Okay, researchers then used electric, electronic health records and self-report questionnaires to determine if any of these women were suffering from depressive, anxiety, or trauma disorders during their pregnancy. Among all these subjects, the incidence of these issues ranged from 1.9% domestic violence to 11% depression symptoms of at least moderate severity. The study reports that women suffering from mental health issues were in fact more likely to use cannabis while pregnant. Researchers calculated that prenatal cannabis users were more likely to have an anxiety disorder, a depressive disorder, or both at once. Prenatal cannabis users were also more likely to have been diagnosed with trauma or have self-reported intimate partner violence. That means they, they were getting, you know, physically or mentally abused by their uh, partner. These reports previously, previous qualitative, these reports support cre previous qualitative findings that pregnant women self-report using cannabis to manage mood and stress and suggest a dose-response association with higher odds of cannabis use associated with co-occurring depressive and anxiety disorders and greater depression and severity, the authors concluded. What? Oh, okay. So the most, the most, the people who used cannabis, the young ladies who were pregnant who used cannabis the most, uh, generally had both depression and anxiety disorders with greater depression, with, with a higher severe, with more severe depression than their anxiety. So they may have had mild anxiety, but either, but uh, mid, mid to severe depression. The study does have a number of limitations, though. All the subjects were sourced from one healthcare system in Northern California, and the researchers note the findings may not generalize to all pregnant women. Understood, but a study of 200,000 and 11,000 of them, I mean, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good study. The study asserts that no amount of cannabis during pregnancy use has been shown to be safe, but the hard truth of the matter is the scientific community is not certain. We already know that, we, shut up, we know that it's perfectly fine. Cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. Cut it out, gang, cut it out. Cut it out, gang, cut it out. Oh, man. And uh, lastly, guys, only 16% of private businesses report Requiring employee drug tests right now, half as many as in 1996. The total percentage of private businesses that conduct random employee drug tests has dropped nearly half over the past 25 years, according to data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Because you won't have no workers if you're not letting people smoke. These jobs is trash. And people want to be able to relax on their off time. And people want to be able to hit a vet pen on their lunch break. She. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they go into the warehouse to grab a box. <laughs> In a recent survey focusing on the pandemic economic impact, the BLS asked over 80,000 businesses from around the country if they tested current or prospective employees for drugs and alcohol. Back in 1996, the last time the BLS... <clears throat> 
asked this question, about 37% of private companies said they conducted employee drug screenings, while 14% they test said they tested for booze. Last year, only 16% said they tested for drugs or alcohol. Not surprisingly, businesses in states where weed is legal are less likely to engage in employee drug screening. All 10 of the states with the highest rate of drug testing continue to prohibit cannabis. Many legal cannabis states and cities have recently banned private businesses from testing most employees for weed. A growing number of American businesses, even corporate giants like Amazon, have chosen to end pot testing on their own accord, though. Because it's, it's inevitable. And Amazon, specifically because they want to be able to start shipping weed to people via their drones, their drop ship, their van services. They want to... so. They can't be hypocritical and say our, our employees can't use cannabis. If we are championing the cause of legal federal cannabis so we can be the people who distribute and mail and ship cannabis across the country. Despite these changes in the private sector, the federal government continues to mandate drug testing for all employees. Article continues, even though. 37 states have legalized medical or adult use cannabis to date. The feds will still fire or refuse to hire anyone who fails this that piss test for weed. Former pot use also disqualifies many applicants, but the FBI recently opened up applic opened applications up to people who have gotten high fewer than 25 times in their adult lives. I guess. Great articles. Shout to Mary Jane, man. Always excellent reporting. Gonna take a quick break. Be right back. That was our Malamon moment, guys. Hey! <laughs> and this is his get a point of view. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Be right back. Yeah. <laughs> as always guys any questions comments critiques criticisms you know where to reach us you know where to reach us you know where to reach us where do we reach us guys his <laughs> ghetto point of view at gmail.com his ghetto point of view at gmail.com his ghetto point of view at gmail.com h-i-s G H E T T O P O I N T his ghetto point of view at gmail.com. All right, guys. So, uh, first of all, before I get into this next story, shout to St. Peter's, man, Jersey City's own. One of my former students, at least one of my former students, attends that. He's killing. Shout out to Juju, a.k.a. Jalen Murray, little Uzi's favorite basketball player. Check him out, man. This dude is a problem. This dude is a problem. I can't wait till he go pro. Shout out to all uh, my former students out there killing it on the basketball court at different levels. My man Joe Toussaint of Iowa, Jalen Juju Murray over at St. Peter's, and... My man Tyrese Williams. Tyrese Williams killing it up at Quinnipiac University. Shout out to all of them, man. Uh, I got a lot of lot of dope former students killing it on the college level right now. 
You know what I mean? I, I really, I really shout to them. Good luck with the rest of the tournament run. Juju, uh, sorry your tournament ended uh, shortly, not as uh, with a lesser run than they expected, Joe. Uh, but you guys killed your division, um, champ, division champs. Um, and listen, man, you've had an amazing, amazing run. And uh, if you have one more year of eligibility in you, I'd say take it, man. And uh, yeah, keep keep killing them, bro. Keep absolutely demolishing them. Um, and and uh, Tyrese Williams as well. This may be his senior season, so I'm looking forward to see what he does uh, going forward into the professional ranks. Um, much love, man, to all three of those dudes. I uh, got a lot of you know college kids on the football circuit that I'm looking out for too. Elijah Elijah Jones. Elijah Jones, Antonio McCocla, Christian Anderson, um, quite a few, man, quite a few at, at really big programs. Much love to all of y'all, man. Much, absolutely much love to all y'all, man. Like, for real, hope you guys uh, continue to kill it. Also, one of my students is uh, uh, Def Jam. One of my former students, I should say, is Def Jam recording artist TJ Porter. Um so shout to him, man. He's been having a lot of amazing success uh, with his individual music. And now that he's starting his We Gone Ball label and putting artists under that. Um, I just love to see people grow and evolve. And any little, even if I have 1% of an influence in that person's life um, positively, you know, I, I'm happy with that. Um, so shout to all of them. Uh, shout to every student. I didn't get the name as well. Uh, keep being excellent, man. Keep being excellent. Keep being excellent. Um, so allhiphop.com, uh, Jay Prince, um, after Kanye, uh, recently was banned from the Grammys is urging Kanye, Drake, Nicki Minaj, and other artists to hold a rival concert, um, at the same time that the Grammys is going on, um, as an affront to the Grammys already being, washed number one already being washed if you haven't checked out my article in uh indie source magazine um one of my recent articles i wrote you know i did a very long piece on the the history of the grammys um and is the grammy still important today for artists you know with all of the web-based tools we have at our disposal um do you really st still need the grammys in that grammy stage to get your career going i don't think so um, I don't think so. I don't think the Grammys have the same aura and mystique around it that it does. I think it's very clear how politically driven the Grammys are at this point, And a lot of artists aren't taking it anymore, man. So that old gramophone just ain't what it used to be. Check out my article, man. Check out my article, Indie Source Magazine. Check it out. You can get it in digital, you can get the print, or you can get the combo pack and get the digital for on the go on your phone and have the print one just as a collector's item uh, for your home or when, you, when you're when you in your leisure and want to have a physical to read as well. So check us out, Indie Source Magazine, Indie Source Magazine, the Indie Source Magazine. We are the Indie Source, right? So allhiphop.com. Jay Prince calls out Grammys, urges Kanye West, Drake, Nicki Minaj, and others to host rival concert. Article goes on, Jay, uh, article by London Jen, um, shout to you. Jay Prince blasts the Grammys slave master mentality, 
quote unquote, and called for rappers to unite in a show of solidarity against the organization. Jay Prince called upon Kanye West, Drake, Nicki Minaj, and others <clears throat> to take a stand against the Grammys. The Rap A Lot Records boss shared a message expressing his concern at Kanye West's ban <clears throat> from performing at his award at the awards show. The Recording Academy reportedly cited Ye's concerning online behavior, quote unquote, as justification for the ban. Uh, Ye's recent post targeting his targeted his I don't know why they're calling her ex-wife because they're technically only legally separated. She's not, they're not legally divorced. Um, like a judge granted her to be legally single so she could date and it wouldn't affect whatever the outcome of their case is. But she's not divorced legally. I don't know why we're putting that out there. Um, she's legally separated. So I would say estranged or separated wife, not ex, because that's just not legally accurate. Um, uh, her boyfriend, Pete Davidson and Trevor Noah, among others. And accuracy should be important in reporting. You know what I'm saying? We shouldn't try to. Yes, everybody has agendas, but as much as we should try to be as impartial as possible, bringing the facts, even if we're going to have a particular agenda or a view, because everybody's got a view. I got my ghetto point of view, you know what I mean? I try to bring the facts with it to support it and corroborate my particular position. I try not to just be in a echo chamber and I try to look at things from both sides, looking at more people who disagree with what I'm saying than people who agree and trying to see why they disagree and parse through that. And quite often I can find some sensibility even in people I disagree with, even if I don't agree with their position I can learn from learn from them why they're taking that side. And maybe I can give them more context as to why I don't agree. Or, you know, we could respectfully disagree with one another. But at least I get can have some clarity and empathize with their position. Very good to be able to read things from both sides. But anyway, Trevor Noah, uh, the article continues is returning for a consecutive consecutive a second consecutive year to host the Grammys. Kanye West called the comedian a racial slur in an online rant. And I've been looking for this alleged racial slur that he called him and I can't find it. So whatever. Despite this, Noah said, yay, should be counseled and not canceled. Meanwhile. Whew. Meanwhile, Jay Prince likened the Grammy organi organizers to, a, to slave masters using their esteemed position to dominate hip-hop culture. Uh, quote, I've been watching the Grammys control and dictate our culture to their benefit up close and personal for the past 30 years, Jay Prince said, and all the artists, managers, and executives would do is complain, but never have the nuts to come together and do anything about it. Jay Prince says the Grammys employ a slave master mentality. This is a slave master pushing push nigga mentality and act to remind us that no matter how much money you have, we're still niggas in their eyes. Jay Prince continued, or a, a more, uh, as uh, Kanye would say, even if you in the bins, you're still a nigga in a coop. So. It all falls down. It all falls down. She's so self-conscious. She has no idea what she's doing in college. 
That major that she majoring don't make no money, but she won't drop out her parents to look at her funny. Now, tell me that ain't insecure. The concept of school seems so secure. Sophomore, three years, they ain't pick a career. She like, F it, I'll just stay out here and do hair because that's a, about her. A few pairs of new ears because her baby daddy don't really care. She's so couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter Alexis. Mm. Hair so long that it looked like weave. She'll cut it all off. Now she look like Eve. Single black female addicted to retail. Dang, man. Con Whew. Kanye is different, man. He's a special one. Jay Prince then called for unity against the organization that canceled Kanye and discriminated against Drake, The Weeknd, and Nicki Minaj to bring about change for the future and suggested they begin holding a hip-hop concert in vegas the same night as the grammy awards i recommend that the artists i mentioned above and more come together in vegas and perform at the same time as the grammys on a special network and streaming platform to prove that ratings will change where the grammys are concerned when the number one selling genre in music hip-hop come together because there's power in numbers he then concluded the powers that be will be mad at me about this one, but F them. I love the culture. The seed has been planted. Let's water it. Listen, man, I'm all for doing for self. But when Kyrie was saying we need to boycott the league and just start our own league, I was with it. You hear me? I was with it. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? They're not going to respect you, the talent, the people who people come to see, the people who put butts in the seats, the money makers. And you got the wherewithal and the means to do for self. I'm always on the side of do for self. Always. You dig me? Ain't nothing wrong with having a job. But um, I went to uh, hip hop. The hip hop summit and uh Hip Hop Action Everywhere's Hip Hop Summit thrown at, used to be thrown annually out here. My sister gave me tickets one year. You know what I mean? One of the dopest things she ever did for me in my life. Shout to her, for real. And um, what was crazy is I get the LL, he's talking about, yo, to always pay yourself first. But make sure you're investing that money. And if you're going to, and the dude who was, I believe, the head of Chase at the moment, or Citibank, uh, a brother at the time, he was like, yo, if you're going to work for them for 40 hours a week, you got to work for yourself the same 40 hours a week, or nothing will ever get done, and you'll always just be working for them. Yes, you're not going to have, you might be tired, you might be, you know, exhausted, but if you can't clock 40 hours for yourself, like you clock 40 hours for them, then everything you talking about is nothing. You talking, you're wasting my time, your time. You're wasting our time collectively. You're just here to just listen to nothing. You just here to soak up space. And I know that's harsh. And people are like, well, I don't have 30 and 40 hours a week to dedicate. So fine, dedicate half the time, 20, 25 hours. But you need to 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 write it down, jot it down, and make sure you're actually getting that 25 out towards your dream. And you'd be surprised how much you could get done in just a few hours a day towards your own dream. Concentrated, without fail, towards your goals. You'd be surprised where you'd be in three months, six months, a year, five years. You'd be 
completely astonished. And if we don't ever get to that point, then we can never say, well, we gave our dreams a genuine shot. And so I think that was one of the most profound things I had heard. And um, doing for self, sacrificing, doing the right thing with the money you're, 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 you're earning, you're generating, reinvesting in your brand, growing and expanding your brand. But it all starts with being willing and unafraid and unapologetic about doing something better for self. Because you deserve it. You're worth it. You're special. So special, so special. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> we go take a quick break, gang. We'll be right back. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, gang, yeah, gang. We back, we back, we back. Uh, so one of the things that LeBron James is in this uh, senior season of his uh, career has been talking about is the chance to get to play with his son, Bronny, or LeBron James Jr., you know, a.k.a. Bronny. Currently plays for the Blazers high school team at uh, Sierra Canyon and um, has really been growing and blossoming into a good player. Um, I do think his younger brother potentially has the potential to be much better, Bryce Maximus, um, just because, A, he's been having much more. You Once you have an older brother that's nice, your older brother going to be training you on all the stuff he know. You know what I'm saying? And then once y'all both get to a particular level, you now you know everything that your brother showed you plus, plus, plus at a younger age. You know what I'm saying? It's just... It's just there's so many advantages to being the youngest child. Uh, the national spotlight on Bronny, the article S shout to SB Nation, uh, the national spotlight on Bronny James um, articles entitled Bronny James has a roadmap to the NBA despite playing nothing like his dad. Bronny James's game is misunderstood. This is how he looks going into his senior year. Uh, the national spotlight on Bronny James's basketball future started before he entered high school. The oldest son of LeBron began drawing attention playing on the grassroots circuit weeks after his famous father left Cleveland Cavaliers to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers in the summer of 18. At that time, Bronny, a 13-year-old guard standing 5'10", who suddenly became the subject of intense interest as LeBron and his f- friends followed him from gym to gym. James has now finished his junior season at Sierra Canyon, the L.A.-based powerhouse where he spent his entire high school career. As his father returned to Cleveland for the 2022 NBA All-Star Game, he added a new level of scrutiny to Bronny's game when he confirmed his long-rumored desire to play with his son before he retires. My last year will be playing with my son, James told The Atlantic. Wherever Bronny is at, that's where I'll be. I would do whatever it takes to play with my son for one year. It's not about money at that point. How good is Bronny Jr.? That question remains up for debate before he's set to start a critical final season playing on Nike's EYBL circuit. While the long-term vision for his game has crystallized since he first came under the microscope, he remains a polarizing prospect whose game is often misconstrued by fans who make big consumptions based on his last name. Yeah. 
Bronny James age, height, and scouting essentials. Here's what we know about Bronny James right now. He's listed at 6'3", 190, turns 18 on October 6th. He's rated as 34th player overall in the class of 2023 by 247 Sports. There are 23 players in the class of class rated as five-star prospects right now, making James one of the highest-ranked four-star recruits. He has firmly established himself as a high major college prospect, but the reality is that he's far from a typical recruit as a son of one of the greatest basketball players ever. James has played on stacked teams at Sierra Canyon filled with current and future NBA All-Stars. He shared the floor with Zaire Williams and BJ Boston. Absolutely two kids that's killing it in, high, in, in NBA right now. Early in high school, before both were selected in the 2021 draft. And he also used to play with Mikey Williams, who's going to kill it as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Article continues. This year, he was teammates with Amari Bailey, who's a beast. The UCLA-bound guard rated as the number two player in the senior class. Sierra Canyon had two other top 100 seniors on the roster in the USC big man. Kijani Wright and Nebraska signee Ramel Lloyd Jr. James took the floor for Sienna this season less than a year since he tore his meniscus in February of 2021. With so much talent around him, Brownie has, has essentially been asked to be a role player and in the pandemic drastically and in the pandemic drastically drastically altering the high school schedule in California, and there simply isn't much tape on Brownie yet. To me, he's always been roughly one of the 20 best kids in the class, says P.D. Webb, Director of Research and Development at Cerebro Sports. It's just not the way we think of stars, especially NBA babies. While Bronny is certainly an, an intriguing talent, he hasn't always had the production to match it. His best games, like an 18-point performance against suburban Chicago Titan Glenn Bard West, are often followed, are often followed by quieter performances. Uh, at Sierra Canyon, uh, was upset by Harvard Westlake during the CIF Southern Section Open Semifinal game. James only finished with four points. His junior season ended with a blowout loss to an elite Centennial High School team in a in a game where James was held scoreless while slowed by a hip injury. What's Bronny James games really like? Here are our impressions after watching his junior, him as a junior at Sierra Canyon. Scouting report, dumb, dumb, dumb. Listen, I'm not even gonna sit here and hold y'all. Never been a fan of Bronny James game. Never been a fan of Bronny James game. I think I, I pretty much came out and said Bronny James should go be a doctor or a lawyer or a sports analyst, do something around the game. Cause I think Bryce is actually a pro. I don't think Bronny is. Just my opinion. Just my humble cup of tea. I don't think. He has anything to prove on the ball court because there's nothing that his father didn't prove. But I get it. You want to keep the legacy going. But I think there's so many ways he could keep the legacy going just being around the game. Why couldn't he be the next big sports manager? Why couldn't he be the next big sports agent? You got Rich Paul right there. And I'm not saying they won't do that after his playing career is over. But why not? Why wait? Why wait? Why not just groom him to be the business? Be the business now. Groom him to be the business. Why not? Just saying. Just was my humble cup of tea. Groom him to be a medical doctor. How many 
athletes be complaining they can't trust their doctors if he had went to school for medicine. And again, he, he might not have, I mean, he might not, he might not, you know, be that type of uh, super high intellect, loving science kid. So they was like, eh, all right, just let him, just let him hoop because he really love it. I get it. But it's always that what if in me, you know what I'm saying? LeBron James started the second act of his career. Uh, by surrounding himself with talented teammates, and this is talking about Bronny, of course. And his oh, I'm sorry. And his son is doing the exact same thing. As it happened, the younger James has been essentially been slotted into low, low usage roles, where he's been counted on to do the little things that help his team win, rather than single-handedly carrying them to victory. Right now, James is at his best defending opposing point guards while playing in an off-ball role offensively. He's shown promising flashes as a shooter, making shots from NBA range off spot-ups, and even displaying the ability to hit three-pointers off the dribble. Meanwhile, he's the size of a point guard. He, mean, while he's the size of a point guard, he doesn't play the position in a traditional sense. Instead of initiating offense with the ball in his hands, Bronny excels at spacing the floor, making quick decisions as a passer, and helping his team get out in transition by turning defense into offense. He's a He's a point-of-attack defender who can scale on and off ball. Webb said he's a smart passer, but doesn't need to have the ball in his hands to make it happen. He has shooting versatility, and he also is a defensive playmaker who can get out in transition. He's the perfect scalable wing or guard. I think Bronny will end up being taller than whatever he's listed at right now, but that's essentially describing a player closer to Danny Green or Draymond Green than LeBron James. I think that's where a lot of the misunderstanding of his game comes from. Bronny James has a promising sh shooting projection. His dad has played with the ball in his hands his entire life. Bronny is most comfortable spotting up from three right now. His outside jumper initially looked shaky on the EYBL as he returned from the meniscus tear, but he proved he's a dependable shooter as a junior at Sierra Canyon. Bronny will bring legitimate value as a floor spacer, He's a confident shooter with deep range who doesn't hesitate to fire in the face of a closeout. Here's a uh, article continues. One of the things you'll notice about uh, Bronny is his release point is as low at this point. He'll work on speeding it up in the coming years, but he shoots a softball with a nice touch. His ability to spread the floor and fire threes at volume will be a big part of his game. And he's not just a stationary shooter either. He's shown the ability to come off pin downs, get his feet set, and hit his shots. There are signs of a developing pull-up game, too. Uh, no, Bronny isn't going to launch threes off the dribble the moment the opposing defender goes under a screen just yet. But he's shown a comfort level getting, to, getting into his one-dribble pull-up when the defense tries to lean off. Uh, Bronny James is a smart passer who can act as the connective tissue of an offense. Uh, Phoenix Suns head coach Monty, Phillips, uh, Monty Williams has helped popularize the idea of .5 basketball, essentially that players have a half a second to either shoot, pass, or dribble once they touch the ball. While Bronny isn't fully formed in this regard just yet, it's clear he's a good processor who wants to make the right play. Here's a... Players who can find the open man without creating the advantage off the dribble have been labeled as connectors in this era of ball, with Tyrese Halliburton and Lonzo Ball standing out as two examples. 
I mean, that's, that's very high praise. Bronny could certainly fit that archetype even one day, even without their size. Players like DeAnthony Melton and Miles Deuce McBride offer similar, similar skill sets as shorter guards. Bronny's defense would maybe his calling card. Uh, it's strange to think that the son of the biggest star of the NBA does his work on the defensive end, but that's the type of player Bronny is right now. While he may not be super tall or long, he has quick feet and a strong body that should make him a quality defensive guard throughout his career. Improving as a driver is the next step for Bronny. Um, this article is really deep. Uh, Bronny James has all the makings of a dependable NBA roller player if he can keep improving. James Jr. season at Sierra Canyon feels like a success when you factor in all the missed time coming off a meniscus tear and COVID restrictions. He's someone who plays a winning brand of basketball and has the ability to complement the ball more, the more ball-dominant stars around him. To this point, James Jr. has never been asked to be the primary offensive option on his high school teams. It would be nice to see him assume that role in his final EYBL tour this spring and summer, even if he has some growing pains. One of the issues with him is he kind of blends in. I don't know what his limitations really are because he's always been on these really stacked teams. He's always played in environments where he's not asked to do things he's uncomfortable with. The experience can be positive, even if the results are medium. That's a fact. You got to be put in the fire. How can I rely on you when as you continue to evolve if you are not put in those situations when it doesn't matter as much? As James continues to flesh out his offensive creation ability, he has a high he has he has a high floor as a player who spaces the floor, hits shots, and makes an impact on the defensive end. That's a highly useful player in today's game, next to the growing trend of oversized ball handlers. We're talking about an archetype that fits next to heliocentric or heavy decision-making wings pretty seamlessly. When we think of a Luka Doncic or a Kade. Cunning or the Kade Cunninghams of the world, you don't necessarily think you have to put a point guard next to them. You just load up on decision makers who can make shots and are versatile defenders who can give you as many looks as possible while having your world centered around a big to do it all wing. Players like Bronny fit perfectly in a world where there are more and more wings making more and more playmaking decisions because they will always need athletic, energetic defenders who can take on multiple assignments. Uh, Bronny, in a lot of ways, is the perfect player to play next to LeBron, Webb said. That's the extra player that LeBron needed in Miami to go against the Spurs. He sort of he sort of seems crafted in a lab to be per- the perfect teammate for LeBron. Hmm. <laughs> he sort of seems crafted in a lab to be the perfect teammate for LeBron. Hmm. Interesting comment. As Bronny enters his final season of grassroots ball and then his senior year at Sierra Canyon, he's likely to step into a role he hasn't known yet. Leading man for his team, it's an opportunity to explore the boundaries of his game and test himself against the best of his peers. The next 12 months will be the most important of his prep career. Very good article. Very good article. Very, very good article.
Also in NBA news, Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolcher get into a heated screaming match in the huddle versus the Warriors. That's just because they both want to win. Get over it. Miami Heat star Jimmy Butler and head coach Eric Spolcher got into a heated altercation and had to be restrained by Heat players during the third quarter of Miami's loss to the Warriors. Hey, man, the Warriors were playing without without Curry, without Clay, and without Draymond, yet still stole a shocking victory from the East top seed. Two days earlier, the Heat lost to the Philadelphia 76ers without Embiid or Harden. Yeah, I saw that. Tyrese Maxey lit them on fire. Clearly, something's wrong in Miami right now, and it all spilled onto the court as Golden State was in the midst of a 19-0 run. Butler and Spolstra started yelling at each other in the huddle. Heat veteran Yadonis Haslam, who's more of an assistant coach, Coach, then a player in recent years, got involved backing, backing up Spolster too. This was a bizarre and dramatic scene that made Miami's loss seem even more troubling. Watch the clip here. Oh, of course, below. There's the clip. If you guys want to check it out, shouts to SB Nation. The game was tied at 50 at hats time before Miami went on a huge run. Eric Spoelstra comments on it after the game. We have a competitive, gnarly group, and we'll be getting our asses kicked. Uh, Kyle Lowry asks about the frustration. We had two ball games in a row where the Stars didn't play well. Will the tension between Spolster and Butler linger? Why are the Heat losing back-to-back games to teams without multiple stars? This is a very strange scene. Like, I love Coach Bo, man. Coach Bo is a championship-winning coach. I don't know if Coach Bo is the right coach for Jimmy Butler. I just don't know. We'll see, though. We'll see, though. We shall see. And with that, guys, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is his get a point of view. Ooh. Yeah, gang, yeah, gang, yeah, gang. I super appreciate you guys taking the time to chop it up with the boy today. It's always a dope vibe. Thanks so much to everybody for the B-Day love, the B-Day shouts, the B-Day salutations. Shouts to all of my other amazing Pisces. Seeing so many dope people are also Pisces. And I'm not just talking about like Steph Curry, like cut it out. I'm talking about like people I personally know, like my homegirl, uh, Shay, uh, Shauna J that works over at Atlantic Records, um, my boy, the excellent drummer, my bro, who's an excellent drummer. A lot of very creative people I'm seeing having these Pisces birthdays or these, um, Pisces going into Aries birthdays is it Aries or Aquarius I can't remember but being on the cusp of all this creative water energy and just doing anything um shout to you guys man uh, my homegirl Ashley Awuzie who's an amazing actress um and is acting in tons of tons of really dope films um shout to her man I guess it's been dope man it's it's it's, it's really interesting when you see who has birthdays when and you know i'm really lumped around a lot of people who all have birthdays in march 
all these creative ass people all these damn pisces are all around me all in my cypher shit is crazy like and they say pisces are into like music and stuff they'd be like damn and i don't get it until i see all the people around me who have birthdays in march and i'll be like damn like this shit is real like and they all really killing it in the industry so shout to them shout to shout to pisces season it was dope it was amazing this year is it is it officially over yet let me let me look at a calendar forgive me guys i'm not the biggest um right i'm not the biggest uh astrologer astronomer um so i can't keep all these dates in my head forgive me i probably should know it more though probably should probably should february 18th and ends march 20th okay so people okay so it ended 320 Hmm. so people born now are like pisces was that pisces aries cusp or pisces whatever cusp you're on the cusp you got both sides of the water you know the both sides it's very interesting very interesting aries yeah pisces aries cusp Mm-hmm. pisces aries cusp interesting very interesting so yeah shout out to all my pure pisces shout out to my people that's on the cusp of pisces and aries shout out to aries season that shit is almost that shit is pretty much upon us now hope you guys have an amazing amazing season so to everybody whose birthdays is in the spring spring is here um so your birthdays really bring new life to the world you know what i'm saying you guys are the 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 well i guess i'm included in that uh my birthday's in the march uh so our birthdays bring life to the world our birthdays are literally the reset um when things are going to start growing and being anew and being refreshed and replenished um take advantage of that guys you know what i'm saying take advantage of the beautiful weather um take advantage of people's lightning moods even in this craziness um we wish love support and strength to everybody in the whole world going through madness right now we wish love support strength to everyone no matter where you are going through madness right now we love you we support you we here for you his ghetto point of view at gmail.com his ghetto point of view at gmail.com for any questions comments concerns critiques feedback dope information you'd like to send us his h-i-s ghetto g-h-e-t-t-o point p-o-i-n-t of o-f view v-i-e-w his ghetto point of view at gmail.com shoot them up shoot them up shoot them up hit me and uh, i super appreciate you guys this has been an amazing amazing journey it's always a fun time because i have the absolute most brilliant audience the greatest audience the most loyal audience this is a familiar if this is your first time welcome to the family if this is your 50th time i thank you so much for rocking and vibing and shout to everybody who be on their, in their cabs shout to the people that's driving trucks shout to the people that's um big rigs uh shout to the trash workers shout to people who listen to this on the go on a job um, and this gives you something to do. Shout out to the people listening to this at their office desk. Shout out to the people listening to this while they um, at the gym, getting they getting they work in. Whether you on that treadmill or you you on them you on them weights, you doing them dips on them balls. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to everybody 
who takes this content and shares it with their people. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Wednesdays and Sundays is when we get to it. You know how we do it. It ain't nothing to it. But sometimes we be doing the show so damn late that it doesn't broadcast in your time zone to the following day. So make sure you hit your notifications and turn all your notifications on. Favorite the show. Hit the star. Hit the check. Hit the bell. Whatever it is on whatever platform you're using. Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc., etc. You never miss a moment. I love y'all, gang. This is always a wild ride. See you soon. Peace.